A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Today is Monday, March 15th, 2021. On this day in 1982, Nicaragua's ruling political junta announced a month-long suspension of its citizens' individual rights. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of political violence that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering Nicaragua's junta leader, Daniel Ortega's 30-day state of siege to crack down on the Contra uprising. Let's go back to Managua, Nicaragua on the morning of Monday, March 15, 1982. Daniel Ortega knew something had to be done, and whatever it was, it needed to be big. The Nicaraguan leader led the socialist Sandinistas to victory when they successfully overthrew the Somoza dictatorship in 1979. But three years later, the fight was far from over. A paramilitary group of counter-revolutionaries known as the Contras sprung up from the ashes of the Somoza family's exiled National Guards, and they'd been working to undermine the Sandinista government ever since. Their most recent attack was the day before, on March 14th. The Contras successfully demolished two major bridges in northern Nicaragua, destroying key points of contact with the neighboring country of Honduras. And it seemed like the Contras had help, all the way from the United States. According to Ortega, the CIA was secretly funneling support to the Contras in hope of overthrowing the Sandinistas' socialist government. Now it was time for him to take a stand. On March 15, 1982, Ortega made a statement that sent shockwaves across Nicaragua he would be placing the entire country under a new state of siege. All citizens' individual rights were on hold for the next month or longer, depending on how the next 30 days went. Nicaraguans no longer had a basic right to free speech, expression, or the right to organize political and union activities. As long as Ortega's state of siege was in place, the Sandinistas would arrest and hold whoever they wanted, for any reason they wanted. All independent news organizations would be silenced until further notice, too. Nicaraguans were going to have to listen to the government-sponsored radio station, The Voice of Nicaragua, if they wanted to keep up with what was happening around the country. The nationwide clampdown was drastic, but according to Ortega, it was necessary, and if his citizens wanted to blame someone, they better look up north. The United States was responsible for all of this, he said, because of its, quote, aggression against our country. It only took a few hours for the United States government to respond and swear that it had nothing to do with the Contra's attacks. 
Of course, Ortega didn't believe that for a second. As it turned out, he shouldn't have. Up next, we'll discuss the CIA's secret support of the Contras in Nicaragua. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons, mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to the story. On March 15, 1982, Sandinista government leader Daniel Ortega announced that his government would be suspending all citizen rights in an effort to combat a right-wing militia known as the Contra, allegedly backed by the United States. Only a few hours after Ortega announced the nationwide state of siege, the U.S. ambassador to Nicaragua, Anthony C.E. Quainton, arrived in Managua. The 48-year-old Quainton was brand new. He had only held the ambassadorship position for a matter of weeks. Suddenly, his job was already in a precarious position. At a press conference that night, Quainton promised that he was there to help heal the relationship between the U.S. and Nicaragua and swore that the CIA had nothing to do with the Contras. He said, The United States does not seek to intervene in Nicaragua or any other place in Central America. Of course, that was a lie. In fact, less than six months prior, President Ronald Reagan signed an order telling the CIA to do just that. The top-secret document, called National Security Decision Directive 17, gave the CIA $19 million to train and fund the right-wing militia in their quest to overthrow the new socialist regime. And that was just the beginning. In 1983, President Reagan ordered CIA operatives to drop mines in ports around the Nicaraguan coastline. But instead of harming the Sandinistas' ships, the mines blew up fishing boats and other civilian ships. The CIA told the Contras to claim responsibility for the mines. It even ghost-wrote a statement for the militia. As a former Contra member named Edgar Chamorro later recalled, the CIA deputy station chief woke me up in the middle of the night and told me to issue it. It was the first I knew of it. The United States was the only one to blame for the botched action that sank at least seven unsuspecting Nicaraguan fishing boats. And when the story got out, it erupted in a public scandal that led to the democratically held Congress banning the U.S. from providing military aid and financial support to the Contras. But Reagan had other plans. 
Over the next few years, the Reagan administration continued to secretly aid the Contras, a decision that later became the Iran-Contra affair. Unfortunately for Reagan, he suffered a major scandal for nothing. In 1988, the Sandinistas reached a truce with the Contras, and David Ortega served as president of Nicaragua until 1990. Ortega was re-elected in 2007 and still serves to this day after amending the constitution to allow him to keep being re-elected year after year. His detractors say that Ortega's increasingly authoritarian regime has turned him into the very leader he once fought to overthrow. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more political stories like this, check out the show Dictators, another Spotify original from Parcast. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by River Donahue, with writing assistance by Aaron Lan, and fact-checking by Adriana Romero. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 